Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Jamie, as always. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You? Yeah, I'm all, uh, all good. Now, we've got another former player to talk to today. Uh, it came up through the youth setup Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, broke into the first team, scored an absolute worldie against Blackpool, which we'll come on to uh, in a bit. Uh, he now resides in sunny Australia, uh, and he told us before we started recording that one of his biggest achievements was lining up alongside none other than Ghislaine Ndumbu Nsungu. That might have been a bit of a lie, but we are just, we are delighted to be joined by Lewis McMahon, everyone. How are you, mate? You all right? All right, guys. Yeah, good. Sound. How are you? Yeah, well... Uh, you can hear the baby in the background straight away. For, all, for everyone listening, um, they all know us on a personal level and that now, but yeah, I've been speaking to Lewis for at least a month, trying to get <laughs> trying to get in touch with him, trying to get like a perfect time, and then literally as we're about to arrange doing it, the podcast, he sent me a photo of his missus. In hospital, I think uh, I think I think he was actually the the night we were going to do it. Um, for whatever reason, we've had to nip to the hospital, and uh, I'm I'm saying to my missus, "You can't have it tonight. You can't have the baby tonight." <laughs> I said, I've, "I've got this podcast planned, but, yeah." Uh, with these lads. And she's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Look, I said, look, you can't have it tonight." Anyway, I mean, she didn't uh, listen. I, yeah, well. To be fair to her, you know, I've got a letter of due. She was in labour, so we've uh, yeah, we had a little girl. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations, most importantly. Yeah, cheers, guys. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, she's good. Good stuff. Now uh, we always like to start from the from the beginning, as you always do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. obviously, you know, from Doncaster, but then you uh, ended up at Sheffield Wednesday in, in the youth setup. What from what age were you were yeah. you at Sheffield Wednesday then? So I started, I think I was about 14. I, I, I came down, um, I came down, I think it was on Thursday or something. And they said, oh yeah, that, come training with us. And I was in, um, it was at Middlewood Road. So I trained and then they said, look, we want you to play on the Sunday. So it was Sunday games back then. So I said, yeah, you know, me and my old man. Um, and I, I think I scored straight away on my day, you know, just for kids like scored straight away. <clears throat> Um, and then they said, come back next week. And then all of a sudden it was, yeah, just signed, you know. I was in the same age group as Richard Wood um, and Laurie Wilson. Oh, yeah, Laurie Wilson. So, yeah, yeah, Laurie Wilson. I mean, he he was uh, one of my good mates. Woody was uh, was a very good mate. Um, but, yeah, I was, at, I was at Knott's Forest from 12 to 14 and then uh, left there and you get released as a 14-year-old and you think, you know what, I don't want to play again. <laughs> And then right. um, we had a, yeah, I just went back to my local team and we had a, <clears throat> we had a scout come and watch and he was from Sheffield Wednesday. And as a kid, I supported Wednesday, actually. And I changed okay, my yeah. team every single week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my uncle's a massive Wednesday fan. I've got loads of family that are Wednesday fans, loads of mates. And I supported them for quite a while. But then I, uh, I moved on to Newcastle and they were, mm, they were oh. my flavour. Were the only one at um, Forest then? Who was like a pretty professional there? They, well... Michael Dawson, he was probably me. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Um, a lad called Craig Westcar. I think uh, Jermaine Genus was a couple of years older than me. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he was kind of, you know, they were all in that youth setup. Marlon Airwood, uh, a few other lads. So they, I mean, Forest, Forest, yeah, Forest Academy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forest Academy was pretty good, um, <clears throat> but then I came to Wednesday and I was like, wow. You know, just straight away as a fourteen-year-old kid joining a, they were a Premier League team at that point as well. So, yeah, so I was going to a big team. 
when we spoke to some players, um, obviously some bit older than yourself, they were saying like, like a YTS. Were it the were it academy when you when you went, or was it, was it like apprenticeship? So, yeah, it was uh, it was an academy. So I think I just missed the era where there was a kind of a apprenticeship. So we got, I think it was sixty five quid for my first year, All right. and that was a lot of money <laughs> for a, for a, for a YTS. Sixty five quid first year, seventy five quid second year, and I think. On your third year YT, you bumped up to 110 quid a week. Um, so, you know, when I got to third year, I thought I was a millionaire. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> were you training like every day then, were you? Yeah, so I left school at 16. So started at Wednesday at 14, went through 14, 15. Um, and then, yeah, got offered a, a, a YTS or a, a academy scholarship, whatever they call it. So I left school in... In I think it was June and started in July first as a as a, a full time scholar you know <clears throat> into yeah, cool. the uh, uh, professional football days yeah quite a lot of people who spoke to though they, they always said like you know the times in the in the academy and stuff were, were like the best like some of the best times would you say that were true for yourself <clears throat> I think so yeah I think I think throughout all football you know that's the starting point when you get into the YTS that's when you really <clears throat> you know. You're there day in, day out. You're just messing around. Honestly, it's some of the best things and some of the stuff. Some, of, I mean, you hear it every single day, you know, the kind of, yeah, put DP in someone's boxes and this and that, but they were probably kind of some of the tamer stuff, you know. Yeah, go on then. Go on then. <laughs> uh, I mean, one lad once got pinned down and they, they were trying to stick a brush up his ass. That was uh, one, of, <laughs> one of the things. And it was his birthday, this bear in mind. Um, another lad, we stripped him naked, tied him to the goalpost, first team goalpost, like kind of salad, not salad taped him, but taped him to it. And where the water used to come out, the uh, what are the sprinklers, they would come out and they just had it firing on him. So he's bollock naked <laughs> and he's just been absolutely, absolutely smashed to death through water. Do you know what that is? Uh, another, um, <clears throat> I can't remember off the top of my head. That was just, that was one of the YTs, but <clears throat> I mean, we were based right next to the first team as well, but all this kind of went off when the first team went because you were just shit scared of the first team lads. You know, you yeah. didn't want to, yeah. <clears throat> you just wanted to do everything you were told, you know. Um, I think at that point, we had a couple of different um, youth team kind of guys. We had Clive Allen, uh, not Clive Allen, Clive Baker, sorry. Clive Allen, Jesus. Clive Baker, <laughs> he was an old school, old school regimented guy. And then they, they left in Jimmy's shoulder and, Mike Rigg came in, <clears throat> Steve Darby, and they were legends. Um, Did any of the first team managers have, have anything to do with you? Obviously, like at, at the time, it were um, just trying to think who it were. It were you know Peter Shreve, Yorif, Jewel. Yeah, it, when you yeah were we we came in. I think I think I came in. I must have gone through so many first team managers. It was pretty. Um, it was just conveyor belt. So yeah, I think Peter Shreve's right at the start, and, and when Shreve's was there. I mean, the first team squad was unbelievable. You know, Gilles de Builder, Gerald Sibon, um, right. Andy Inchcliffe, you know, Presman, like mega, mega stars. He used to walk in there. I mean, uh, I always remember as a, as, a, as a kid when I played, I think it was 15, and we used to share the first team dressing room. And I've come in one and we, we sat in the thing. There's nobody there but the kids. And there was a giant dummy just on there where Benito Carboni, that was his peg. And somebody had just done a, a giant dummy there. So I think he used to spit his dummy. <laughs> <Fair bit. laughs> but you used to see these guys, you know, 
did he take it? Did he take it well? well or did, he, did, he, did he get face on? I don't know, man. I don't know. It was still there, so I think you he won't, probably won't have seen it, will you? That, you know, <laughs> no, I want to see the reaction. I was a bit young then. Um, but then, yeah, as you get through to your YTS days, you you then you know you're rubbing shoulders with your, your stars, really. You know, from a football background, when you're watching these guys in the Premier League, it's it it it's crazy. It really is. I mean, you guys, I'm I'm a fan of football as well. So when I when you go into this um, institute where you, you're surrounded just by footballers day in day out, it was. Uh, it was a bit overwhelming at first, you know, you're kind of a kid, you're just school and all of a sudden you have to catch a bus, a train, a tram, and then another bus to get yeah. from Doncaster to, to uh, Middlewood Road to be there for like nine o'clock. So, you know, I was setting off at six, 6.30 in the morning, <laughs> you know, yeah, to mad, catch all these things to get mad. there. But it was what amazing. About, yeah, Louis, yeah, it's with mad. <clears throat> with your um, being at Wednesday, what about like, with your first play, like the first sort of conversation... You remember with like a first team player where you were like bloody hell, like you know what I mean, like the first conversation you proper had with, with a big name sort of thing. With I think Andy Inchcliffe may have been one. He was like, "Hey son, what size foot are you?" And I was like, uh, "I think it was a seven or an eight, I can't remember." And he's like, "I want you to wear these in, bed them in for me, <clears throat> mind you." They had he had these like heel orthotics put in as well, so I wore them, and there was a size too small. They absolutely crippled me, but because Andy Inchcliffe said, "Mate, would you bed these in for me?" I was like, Shit, "Yeah," you know. I still remember the boots. They were Nike Tempo. Um, yeah, they were quality. But that was one of the other things, you know, going in the boot room. And as a as a as a young player, sixteen, you used to sneak into the boot room and you'd see Gerald Sibbon. He's got his name on his boots, and Alan Quinn, and you know these guys, these stars as such. Probably another one. Alan Quinn, he was good. He was great for the kid, for the young lads because I think he come from that as well. And he used to come and watch us. Um, and I always, I got on really well with Quinny. Probably right up until I started playing in the first team, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> I got, I had a good relationship with him. Um, and then it kind of went sour for, not between me and Quinny, but, you know, between him and Claude and how he left, I think. <clears throat> um, yeah, it would have been nice for him to stay. So you got your call up to first team, and you made your debut, didn't you, against against Barnsley? What what was that like when you when you made your debut? Were you were you bricking it or? Uh... Yeah, well, do you know what? I've been on the bench for quite a while. I think I've been on the bench for probably ten games. So you just you turn it up to games, knowing you're on the bench. You're not happy you're on the bench, but you're just thinking, yeah, I'm probably never going to play. It wasn't like we did it the day before where he's told you, and uh, and I always remember Colin West. The system manager just pulled me. He's like, don't shit yourself. And I was like, what do you mean? And he just pulled the team sheet and went, don't shit yourself. So I was like, <clears throat> so I did shit myself. <laughs> and uh, I went and grabbed my phone and called my mum and dad. and said, look, I'm starting. And nobody would believe me. You know, I called my dad. He's like, bollocks, you're not playing. You know, you're not starting. <laughs> I said, dad, I'm starting. And so I, th- I think he uh, he dropped whatever he was doing. Yeah, because you didn't even make any appearance off, off the bench, did you? It was like... It, it- it went literally from being on the bench to then just starting, weren't it? it went like I think I made one LDV Vans trophy appearance on the bench, but that you know uh, that was months before. But yeah, it was kind of kind of out of the blue a little bit. <clears throat> um, and uh, and then yeah, Chris Turner was like, "Look, you know, you, you here's your chance, take it." Yeah, what, what was that like then, making that debut then? Ah, it was incredible. I think the first twenty minutes, I, I actually can't remember. I can't. I don't think I touched the ball. 
Um, I, I just felt, you know, I couldn't breathe. It was just, it was, it was incredible. Um, Did your parents not go then? Yeah, my dad came. Um, my dad made it in the end. <clears throat> so, because uh, I mean, Donnie to Sheffield's thirty minutes, so I just managed to managed to get there. But yeah, we're playing Barnsley as well, which was a great game. So it was a good game for uh, for a midfielder yeah. to get <clears throat> to get a start. Um, I think all I was instructed to do was go on and just kick lumps out of them, really, you know. Um, <laughs> and I quite enjoyed that as well. So. Yeah, first twenty minutes was a was a really really <clears throat> tough, and uh, it was hard to get to get used to it. But after that, I, you know, we did all right and we won. We won the game. Yeah, I mean, just looking as well, there were like, what twenty twenty five thousand fans there as well at Hillsborough at, at the time. So you know, yeah. just to, to walk out and we know obviously you know Wednesday fans, we uh, we always come in as numbers and what have you. But you know, to walk out into that and think, wow, like this this is the this is the real deal, isn't it? Yeah, to walk out and be starting. I mean, we, obviously we've been there and we warmed up and you're there in front of them and you, you know, you're kicking balls around. But to walk out and actually be playing is a different feeling. You know, you walk out and then all of a sudden the crowd goes mad. You know, you're playing Barnsley's, it's a local derby. Um, and then your heart rate starts going absolutely through the roof. Um, so all, all I wanted to do is just, you know, not look out of place really. As a, as a kid, you just want to kind of settle in, settle in the game. Um, you know, don't do anything stupid. Don't give the ball away, and uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but it was proper random, wasn't it? Like you know, like we've we've spoke to so many people, Lewis Wright, and they've sort of been bedded in, whether it's from youth and they've been bedded in, and then either been out on loan or they've started on bench a few times, or they've been in this division and then play. But you've literally gone from nothing to everything in one go, haven't you? You know what I mean? You've gone from yeah, you've made an LDV thing, but you aren't you aren't like me appearances or loads of LDV vans away at Exeter and things like that. You've literally just gone into starting lineup against 25,000 against Barnsley. Like, it, it must have been literally, for you, more than all, just going from nothing to everything. It must have been petrifying, literally. Yeah, mate, it was, it was, it was, it's crazy, really, if you think about it, you know, putting an 18-year-old just, you know, you don't tell him the day before, you don't give him a heads up. Um <clears throat> I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. So you don't, you know, so the nerves don't yeah. get the better of you. I think in the end probably worked for me because although, that, like I said, those first 20 minutes were a little nerve wracking, but I felt actually at the end of the game, I come out of it and from a, um, from what I can remember anyway, I, I did all right. You know, I, 90 minutes. Ball, I got, you know, yeah, played, played 90 minutes. We, uh, I think we won two, one, I think it was. Two, one. Um, you, you, you main man yeah. and Dumbo and Sungu got both goals, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's what was he two. like? Uh, <clears throat> you know what, mate? He was just a nice bloke. And <clears throat> it's hard because obviously some of the foreign lads come in and you do connect, but you don't as well. You're on a completely different, um, you know, you're on a, you, you, it, it's different upbringings, you know, you're, <clears throat> you're kind of probably thrown together through football. Um, and he was a nice person. He was a really nice lad. Um, and I think he was there probably one season, two seasons or something. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think we still chat on Facebook every now and again. But yeah, he was a good guy. Did he speak much English? He did a little bit. Uh, he knew how to tell you to f off and uh, put time <laughs> and you know those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Not not me, myself, or some of the other lads. Um, yeah, he spoke fairly good English from what I can remember. I mean, I'm looking at that that side that played against Barnes. You've got you know, you've got Pressman in there. You've got 
Lee, then Bromby and Geary, uh, then then yourself, Barry Murphy, Chambers and Quinn, and then Undumbo and, and, and Sungu. Kim Olsen, who were a bit of a flop, weren't they? And then uh, yeah. Adam, Adam Proudlock yeah. up front. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some really big names there. You know, you talk about Pressman. <clears throat> uh, I mean, to me, Lee Bromby, Derek Geary, Proudlock, uh, those guys, Alan Quinn, you know, playing along, play, playing with Quinn, it was just, it was amazing, you know. It really was, and uh, I mean, there's 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 more, obviously. Um, there's a lot of good footballers in that side, but they're some yeah. of the big names that you you know. And and it was easy to play against them sometimes. I think sometimes, um, you know, because they're such good players, you can just I wouldn't say coast through games, but you know they help you. And yeah. with them being so good, they you know. It was easy for a kid to come in and, uh, you know, they'd, co- they'd run you through the game and tell you where you need to be and things like that. So, no, it was, it was good to have them. And all the kind of younger guys, Bromby, Geary, uh, Quinny, they used to help, you know, they used to help, uh, help the young lads a lot. Yeah. What were, what were Pressman like? Obviously, we spoke to Pressman on this, on this podcast. Uh, what, what, what were he yeah. like? It was, uh, it was great. He was he's very, uh, I'd say he's a very dry person, kept himself to yeah. himself. I suppose yeah, coming yeah. from, we were massively, yeah, massively opposite ends of our careers. I'm just coming into it. He's probably towards the end of his career um, at that point. But, um, I mean, I've got a couple of good stories about Prezi. I remember once I'd gone training with the first team and we're doing some shooting after it. And I, I was, I wouldn't say cheeky. I was cheeky, yeah. I was a bit cheeky, a bit of a that kind of player. Anyway, balls come to me and I've tried to dink him. So I've tried to chip him, you know, and he's caught it. And he basically just volleyed it straight out of Middlewood Road <laughs> into behind. There's like, um, I think it goes down to some kind of little river kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he just volleyed it straight in there and he just said, fetch. That was literally all he said. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm, think, I'm trying to give it the big one, look, look you know. And I had to go and fetch it. And I think it took me about an hour. I think I missed the rest of the training session looking for this ball. And he can launch him as well, by the way, Prezi. Yes. You know, he, he oh, absolutely, no, yeah, just bosh. See ya. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I didn't try that again against him, actually. Yeah, yeah I can imagine that, yeah. Um, I think when, it, when nah. I was speaking with Louis, what was funny about it, because I was speaking, you can imagine me with Pressman, like, and how, like, you say, his dry personality. With, and, I went, and I went to him, I went, um, so you know when you have a shower, do you wear your goalie gloves? <laughs> and he, anyway, he, he was literally like um, uh, just a very quick giggle. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to say. You know, talking yeah. about that as well. It's just reminded me. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. You know, with Chef United. So I'm just wrote a few down there because you mentioned a few, and like Lee Brombe, Alan Quinn, Derek Geary, Leon Clark, Gary Medine, all players that have been massive at Wednesday and then gone to United after, right? And I can't remember a Wednesday player. Apart from maybe David McGoldrick, who came on a month's loan, but somebody being that instrumental at United and coming to Wednesday, this isn't really a question. I don't even know why I'm suggesting it, but I just I don't get what it is with all these big Wednesday players that have got all this passion and all this everything with Wednesday this, Wednesday that, that can go to United. I just don't get it. I know it's a, it's a game and it's a profession, but it doesn't seem to be anyone going from United to Wednesday. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Well, I think... I suppose over the last 15 years, United have probably had the edge over, you know, as in, I mean, I've, I've always grown up in the area where Wednesday was the biggest club in Sheffield, you know, um, and we know it still is. But unfortunately, United have had the edge over us probably since we come out of the Premier League. They've been up and down in there and, 
Um, I certainly think those lads that left Wednesday and went to United, I think it was a little bit of a stick it up year to the Wednesday, you know. I think um, I think Neil Warnock was very crafty in what, what he did. He took the best lads and, um, you know, and I think it was a little bit, because they should have never left, in my opinion. I know, obviously, the money-wise and things like that, but they were uh, they were top players. Mm. Yeah. I mean, does, I'm guessing, like, family life comes into it as well. You see a lot of players that kind of stay in, like, a, a particular area. You do get some that go anywhere and everywhere, don't you? But, but you do get quite a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you look yeah. at people's careers... You know they'll stay in the in the Midlands, or or they'll if they're from if they're down south, yeah. they'll stay there. I'm guessing that has a bit to play with it as well, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, I was like that as well. I think now as a as an older head, I, I can't believe that I didn't want to go further afield. Um, I mean, now I'm playing in Australia, but you know, <laughs> you as, a, uh, as it's, yeah, yeah, you can't get no more further than this. But as a you know, as a young lad, I used to think that. Um, you know, Sheffield. I didn't want to go anywhere further than Yorkshire, really. I was, I was always looking in my area, and it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy that you just, you know, three hours, three hours is nothing, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the length of England. <laughs> I mean, just another player I just want to want to uh, touch on um, during your time there with Chris Brunt. I mean, he was yeah. what a talent he was. I mean, could you see that he were going to go on to do what he what he's done? Like when you were, you know, when you were playing with him, training with him. I couldn't. Do you know what? It's weird because me and I think I made my debut the week before Brunty, but we'd been, it came on trial from Middlesbrough, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd been playing in the resis, so we're playing in the reserves together. Um, and we we had a really good reserve team and he came in and he scored this goal in the reserves and we were like, Jesus Christ. Like, he's absolutely leathered one. You know, like he does. Yeah. Just smashed one in there. And, uh, <clears throat> and look, he... he he didn't seem to have that much pace. He didn't control, you know, at that, at that age group, it was... Uh, it's a body type, he? Left. got a weird body type, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't look particularly like, um, you know, a winger or a, a centre midfielder athlete type of guy. But um, anyway, he scored his goal. And then I think I made my debut. Then the week after he did, or something like that, and he scored on his debut. I think he scored a worldy free kick, I think it was. Or something yeah. along. He scored in the first few games. Absolute stanch. Yeah, and then it just went on and on and on. And he, he, I think the more he played in the first team, they just he just grew and grew and grew and grew. Um, I, I did definitely, I did definitely see that he had massive potential. I never knew where was his best position or where he would end up playing, um, but you could just tell. I mean, in training and stuff, uh, the goals he scored was what you've obviously seen in the, in the, you know he could well, yeah, him in the first team. Yeah, he's yeah. got a catalogue of goals, Brunty. He's yeah. a great guy as well. Absolute yeah, Lewis, legend. Lewis, that's another one, right? So with with players at Wednesday minute, like I don't know how much you take note at minute, but like we have played like Matt, Matt Penny, people like that that come from youth, and we want them to give be given more a chance. Then when they are, they're not as good and stuff like that. You know, in training, <laughs> all yeah. we even at minute is Jordan Rhodes. <clears throat> all our team is saying Jordan Rhodes is just lethal in training, Bob, and we're just shouting out for him to play. We have been all season. Yeah. You know, in training, is it literally like is there some players in training that are just shy? Like we are. Without saying shy, you know what I mean? Just don't yeah. even, just don't look nothing compared to when they're in a game that are unreal. And then is there some that are at, yeah. just unstoppable in training, but then don't turn up in games? Can you remember any players? Mate, yeah, 100%. Uh, one sticks out like a sore thumb. Kenwin Jones. We had, uh, I remember. remember Kenwin we had, Jones. Were you there when yeah, you were there? We had a few, yeah, we had a few injuries. Oh. And I remember Ken, Kenwin came in um, and I was injured at the time. So 
he came in, so he was watching training. I was like, Jesus, who's this donkey we've signed? Like, really, <laughs> genuinely thought that, honestly. Um, and then we all thought, nah, this guy's not a player. And then I think he scored seven in seven. And he scored yeah, he scored an absolute worldie at Hillsborough as well once. I think Cheston volleyed it down. And we, you know, when you gobsmack, you think, how's he done that? <laughs> you know, I've never seen him do it in training. Um, but, mate, there's loads, absolutely loads of players, you know, that are that both, they're amazing in training, can't do it in a game. And then amazing in a game and shite in training. I, I always remember watching, and this is going back a bit further, like Effin Okoku. You know, I remember Effin Okoku and he was, I used to think, honestly, I'm better than you. I, and this was like at 17 years old, I used to think, I'm better than you. And watch him, and then in a game, he obviously had a, he had a cracking career and stuff like that. But in training, yeah, it's, it's I think a lot of it, like when you, when you talk about that, I mean, we've had Effin Okoku on this podcast as well, and speaking to him, yeah. a lot were like down to, down to his kind of the tricks of the trade and stuff and, and like his, yeah. cr- the craft that he had in the game and, and stuff. Yeah. I, think, I think that comes down to and, it as well. Like, it's all yeah, right having the technical ability, but actually when it comes to in a game, it's totally different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was coming again towards his end of his career and I was seeing him as an older guy, um, not seeing the best of his years, really. Uh, and, you know, he's just an example. But um, yeah, and, and, and there's loads of little technical players, but it doesn't mean they're going to be good out on the pitch. You know, I've, seen it a thousand times really and uh, we used to have these two lads from Nike Nike once sent us they were on the adverts so we got in training these two kids come in and we thought oh shit they're going to be taking our places you know <clears throat> and they were uh, unbelievable in training you know the tricks everything and then you put them in a game and did absolutely yeah. nothing so they were you know it was, uh, yeah yeah you get that quite a lot That's I love that what you just said about Kevin Jones there because literally, like me and James, we do podcasts every week now. And what it is, Lewis, is we us, we've, we sort of got in touch with a lot of players that no one could get in touch with, like Semedo and just mad people like that, that we spoke to about yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah. Just great weird stuff. But we do, at a minute, there's not a lot of podcasts still doing through, through like, the, as you say, summer. But these next few yeah. months while Euros are on, and me and James, I've just got it wrote down here. Because Kenwin Jones, all over Wednesday boards, Twitter, Facebook, everything, is the player that's basically we did best ever loans players a team that we got yeah. alone but Wednesday have had a yeah. loan it's a month a season or whatever so I'll read a few of them out to you anyway but Kevin yeah. Jones was yeah. night, night. everyone wanted Kevin Jones because he would just don't believe when he come yeah. but we had yeah. Yeah. Scott, yeah. Scott Carson in net yeah. this is merged together Scott Carson in net Mikel Antonio on wing yeah. Yeah. then Marshall yeah. on other wing yeah he would believe in all he was, Danny Bass, he was a player yeah they were Danny Bath centre back with Michael Ector and Venancio, if you can remember any of them. Yeah, can remember the names. Um, then we've had Lopez centre mid with Ross Barkley. Oh, Ross Barkley, wow, yeah, what a player. He came on, he came <clears> on a month <throat> loan, or two month loan, and banged a few goals in. Uh, then yeah. Songo um, behind up front, Kenwin Jones and Connor Wickham. But then we've also had people like your Leroy Leaders and, and people like that involved. We've had. Yeah. Some, start that run loan we had Tony McMahon who were decent at start then even Neil Mellor Neil Mellor were brilliant on a season loan loan so yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. throwback in it when you look at some of the players yeah it's funny because I always think obviously going to Kenwin Jones when we was I think I was in the in the youth team reserves there was a lad come on trial um, and he was unbelievable absolutely he, I think he scored a hat trick in the in the 17s 18s 19s I can't remember what youth team it was 
Um, and they tried to sign him. And unfortunately, he sacked Wednesday off to go to Cardiff. It was Cameron uh, Jerome. Remember oh, Cameron oh, Jerome? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he came in and he was, I think he's originally from Huddersfield. So he came in and he was really raw, but he was a really nice lad as well. So he's a good, good lad. <clears throat> um, and I always think to myself, bloody hell, imagine Wednesday would have, you know, managed to snap him up. Because um, they were almost about to sign him. I don't think, I don't think they quite realised what obviously he was going to be. And then Cardiff just slammed some money down for him and he sure, went there. It just shows yeah. how important yeah. these, these little yeah. signings. Because Cameron Jerome, he weren't really known for, even though he sounds daft, because he scored a lot of goals, he were known for his pace. His finishing weren't always the... That's why he didn't nah, reach the yeah. top. He didn't reach the top yeah. because of his finishing. But, yeah, as for his pace and stuff like that, and people like you're seeing, you've come through. We've had so many players like that have spoke to us about people in the past that you wouldn't believe that have just come and gone that yeah. you wouldn't even think it'd be any good. Like even Kenwin Jones, like Kenwin Jones... When he's come on loan, somebody's seen something in him to, to bring him on loan. And when they have, I mean, he's not in training, scoring loads of goals, doing loads of backflips and stuff. But then he's, he gets it match. <laughs> and you must have all thought, when he scored his first goal, his first goal, mate, with Doncaster away because I went to it. We beat him 4 0. Steve McLean scored an hat trick. And he scored other one. And I went away and at Bellevue there at the time. But yeah, yeah that was yeah, his first yeah. goal. That was his first goal. And I remember watching him thinking, same thinking, he, he didn't look like no, he scored a tap in or whatever. But yeah. It just looked like a big handful, but then he's, every every game he's bang one in. We literally all players sort of like fucking hell. That's another one now. What's the, what's, it, what's happening here? <laughs> well, I think after you score, you know, three or four, you start to think, oh, this kid's you know really good. You know, you can sometimes a player can get off to a start and they score one dodgy goal, two dodgy goals, and you're like, yeah, you know, jury's still out. But then after you start to you know, he became prolific. You realised in the end, you know, yeah, this guy's. Did we try to sign him, Lewis? Did we try and sign him? I have no idea. I, I think, yeah, I think Southampton at the time, I think that's where he was from. Just yeah. he scored seven and seven was like, nah, you're going in our first team. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You've just yeah. gone alone, scored seven goals in seven games. Um, yeah, I think we'll have you back. So uh, And you know, yeah. like when he nah, comes alone, uh, like when he came down alone for a month, what happens then? Because Southampton's a mission away, it's not somebody can just come. <clears throat> is he is he staying yeah. in an hotel for a month or is he what, so what happens? I think there are, yeah, I think they used to put all the guys up in, um, is it the Garrison Hotel or something like that in Hillsborough? Yeah, just up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So there's one there. I mean, they, they probably moved them all over, but the majority of lads, depending on how long the loan was, they'd either get an apartment or they'd be in a hotel, yeah. Mm. Um, and I guess I never went on loan as a player myself, but it must be really difficult. I mean, he's come yeah. all the way from Southampton to, yeah. You know, um, he had this really, really shitty old golf as well. And uh, we used to try, you know, I used to, I used to go to the, <laughs> used to go to the gym after with him and he had some horrific music. And honestly, he used to sit so far back in his seat. Um, <laughs> he, he may as well be sat in the boot, mate. You know, I suppose he's a tall guy. So you got to, uh, but yeah. nah, he was, he was a, he was a good guy actually. Yeah, he was a good guy. Just looking as well. So obviously when you, you made your debut and you actually held your own in that in that first team for, you know with Chris Turner in charge um like right up until the end end of the season um and then continue that through you know through pre-season into the into next season and then it didn't take you long to get your first goal either did it in that in that second season um yeah that, yeah that that worthy um, that we that we spoke about in the intro yeah yeah um so yeah blackpool away yeah probably the best goal of my career really you know um <clears throat> i think we i think we went 1-0 up and then bully gave a free kick away 
he scored actually, Bully scored, and then Bully gave the free kick away where their lad whipped it in the top corner, I think, one um, one. So, um, yeah, I still remember it now. You know, I think JP sort of got the ball, laid it off, and uh, I just had a crack, and yeah, it flew in. So is that something you did in training? Have you got it anywhere? Have you got it anywhere? There is, yeah, there is one somewhere. I, I mean, I think there's like a DVD or something like that. But yeah, it's on, it's on there somewhere. I've definitely got it somewhere. <clears throat> season review yeah yeah season review that's it that's probably the one is, is that something that you did in training then were you renowned for your uh, long range <sighs> to be honest efforts, actually I, uh, yeah and no I, I I mean I've always scored I've probably scored my least goals in the first teams really probably <laughs> some some of my career really but you know, <laughs> I used to score a lot more as a youth player as a reserve player um, towards the end of my career when and I couldn't run anymore. I, I went up front and scored more goals. But yeah, I always scored goals, and it was one of my um, one of my strong points, really. So, um, I, yeah, I did have that in. And I think in the first ten games where I played in the season before, there was a few moments where you know if it had gone the other way, I'd a few, you know I probably could have scored a couple in them and should have done really, but they uh, they didn't go in. Hey, what what how did they... it come to an end then? So bluntly, sorry, James. Oh, how did it come to an end so bluntly? Like I've them twenty five. At Wednesday, <clears throat> the twenty five. Um, you played loads, didn't you? Probably. Yeah, probably the thing that killed me. I got injured, so we were at Black, uh, Bristol City away, um, and I'd gone in for a tackle with somebody, and I'd come out of it, and I thought something's not right there, in my knee. So I, I, car- I carried on for a couple of minutes, and then the physio come on. He's like, "You got to come off." I was like, "No, no, no, I'll run this off." Um, anyway, I went back on and. Mate, my knee was hanging off. So <clears throat> I had to come off. Uh, next day, went for a scan and uh, I'd ruptured all my medial ligament. So I'd uh, just, yeah, I think it's pretty bad tear in there. <clears throat> so that was quite a lengthy. Uh, and actually, the following game was the only game in the season that I really, really wanted to play. It's Doncaster. So Bellevue, you know, it's my hometown. So uh, yeah. I didn't get to play in that, the 4 0 win. Um, but yeah, so then I got injured and. Kind well, of and, and Sturridge you know? just come in at that point as well. Sturridge yeah, come so in Sturridge, that thing, yeah. Bristol City where his first game in charge, weren't it? Um, no, I think oh. yeah, it might have been, but he was. We we played Coventry in the cup. Uh, he wasn't in charge there, but I think he came to watch. I think it's the one where Wheeler got sent off. So um, Glenn Wheeler got sent off. It's the FA Cup first round, um, and we lost one nil to Coventry away. Um, and Sturrock came in then so I, it's one of those things where you know a new manager comes in I played under him he actually um, you know I seemed to play quite a few games for him and then I got injured and then he brought some of his own men in and by the time I'd back I think I played a couple towards the end of the season nothing you know nothing substantial and um, yeah, it was, it was, I always look at it it's very very disappointing how they just get rid of you you know as a young kid you've been there since 14 um, it was actually millennium the day after we got promoted um, you know so you're on such a high as a um, as a player as such as your team you know you got promoted <laughs> and then yeah the morning after uh, he, he invited all of us in and uh, you know that was that was kind of um, yeah the the Sorry, Sonia. Uh, it was funny, really, because he, he said they got good news and bad news, and I was I was still waiting for the good news. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he kind of said there's quite a lot of clubs coming in towards the end of the season trying to get you on loan, but he didn't want me to go. 
Um, and he said, he, you're in an unfortunate position that we got promoted, so I need some championship experience. If we'd have been staying in League One, you know, I'd have been offering your contract. And mm-hmm. uh, he always offered yeah. for me to come back. Um, but I guess at that point, I was really, really heartbroken, you know, uh, took it quite well, uh, took it quite badly. The, um, um, you know, the, the release as such, because there are some of my best friends as well, you know, that, that season, that team, um, there was some real special and, you know. Well, no, you can um, do is there. There's no what you can do about that. That's a horrible thing, isn't it? And it Mate, why you know, are you well lonely, Lewis? Like, like you said, look, you've gone from Wednesday to Notts County, haven't you? What, what league were Notts County in then? So they were in League Two. Um, so how was, it, well, how was the, that gone about? No disrespect to Notts yeah, County, but so, why, weren't, why weren't you in League One and, and at top of... Yeah, well, <clears throat> it was one of those things where um, once he told me that, you know, that was it, I was, yeah, I was like, right. That's it, you know. I've, I think I cried in the car park, you know, as a as a twenty year old lad. I was like, I can't believe it, you know, because you're on the fence. I thought, look, I'm not playing, but also I'm not on big wages, you know. I was I was not yeah. big money player. It was nothing like that. I just wanted to be, um, and it was really disappointing that you know I didn't even get to see the lads to say goodbye. I think there was me, Matt Hamshaw, um, a couple of others that went in and got, you know, uh, Jimmy, James Quinn, I think, might have done. Um, and it was just, right, that's it, gone. And I, I actually never saw some of the lads ever again. You know, didn't have everyone. So, I mean, I saw a lot of them again because a few were my good friends, but it was quite a dis- disappointing end. Uh, Paul Story, obviously, great guy, uh, great manager, but, <clears throat> um, I, yeah, that, that <laughs> but it was difficult for him, i got to admit that. It was a real uncomfortable um kind of conversation that, that we had and I could see it in him as well he, 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 I think I, I, I watched him say something it was one of the hardest things he had to do um, you know releasing lads after such a high you know yeah. <laughs> we just won promotion the day before and uh, but even that for me I suppose was an anticlimax as well because you're kind of worried about the day after <laughs> yeah. uh, it was yeah. such an amazing day you're not involved you're thinking yeah this is amazing but oh you know where am I what am I doing <laughs> So, yeah, did you did you um, travel with him then? Or yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was in the squad, so I was I think I was 17th or 18th man. I think I was on <clears throat> I was on the bench in the playoff semis. I don't know if that was away at Brentford or at home. I can't remember one of them. And then um, and then in the final, um, yeah, I didn't make the 16. But to be fair, I put Steve McLean on the bench, so you know it's <laughs> it's fair yeah. fair cop really, you know, and and rightly so. That's a very you know I'd do the same. You put Steve McLean on the bench. If he's fit, you put him on. Yeah. Um, well, you're just so looking as no, well, like no. when looking at the um like when when you were injured and then Sturridge yeah. came in, we went on that amazing run, didn't we? You know, we were we like there were so many games there we, we were unbeaten. I think it's like ten games or something like that where we went unbeaten. Yeah. So I suppose yeah. if when you when you do get fully fit again, it, it's hard to then break into the side when when we're on such a good run, which it must be hard. Because yeah, exactly. It, part, part of you wants, you know, I suppose part of you wants someone to mess up so you can get back in the side, but then again, you don't because you want you want the team to do well, don't you? Yeah, it's uh, it's football's a tricky one because obviously uh, they're, they're your mates, but at the same time, you want their shirt. So you know you've got you've got relationships to a certain degree, but when you're in primarily in, in the position that you're in, I mean, we had Glenn Whelan, uh, Craig Rowcastle. Um, I think it's Steve Adams. I think that was yeah. that was the, yeah. the other midfielder. 
Um, so Rocky and Wheelow, you know, I mean, Wheelow, what a player. Um, and then Rocky came in, did well um, in, the, in the games that he was in. Uh, and then Steve Adams was kind of, I think he was Paul Sturrock's old pal, you know, brought him in, kind of a, a mate of a mate. And here you go, he's a contract. And unfortunately, at the end of the year, my contract was up and their contract wasn't. So it was, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, and I look, I look back and, you know, best best years of my life and what a club to play for. Um, and just just going back, just to, to when Turner was there, what, what did you, what, what was Turner like when, uh, obviously you must, you know, speak fondly of him because he gave you, gave you your debut and gave him your chance in, yeah. in football, but what was it like as a manager? Yeah, it was, uh, it was great actually. It was, um, it was kind of, it was a strange character actually, Chris Turner, because he didn't really say too much to you. Um, but you knew he liked you because he'd pick you. Um, <clears throat> I always remember Chris Turner, he took us away to, uh, we went on a preseason tour to Ibiza. Um, <laughs> I bet and, when that one and, came up, you were like rubbing your hands together, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's my, it's my first year or second year as a pro and they're like, oh, yeah, we were, uh, we've got a, a trip away, lads, to Ibiza. And I'm like, you are joking me. We went to Ibiza. <laughs> It was unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> so we've gone to Ibiza and the gaffer's like, look, whatever you do, you're not allowed off, you know, the, the, the hotel. You're not allowed out the hotel that we're, that we're staying at. So you can drink in the hotel, but you're not allowed off it. So yeah. every single day, you know, every single night, train, you know, it was baking as well. So you'd, you'd go out there, you'd train your nuts off, come back, and then the lads would get on it. So I always remember, same table every night, we'd all be sat around, you know, drinking, drinking, drinking. I think on the second night, I think it was <laughs> Proudlock, um, uh, might have been Chris Mars, might have been Brano, Bullen, um, a few, Heckingbottom. I think a few of them lads were like, right, sod this, we're going out. You know? <laughs> second night, then, it didn't take long then, did it? <laughs> se- second night. So then they're like to everybody else and I'm like, Nah, not for me. You know, I'd be I'd be riding there, but I thought, nah, I need to keep my head down this trip. You know, I want to play, so I, I stayed out of it. Anyway, so they've gone, play. And they've gone in this night. Yeah, yeah. Well, fair play. Yeah, I regret it now. Should have gone. <laughs> anyway, they, they've gone and they've gone into this nightclub, and uh, they in the nightclubs. Chris Turner, Colin West, and one of the uh, one of one of the physios as well. So they're like, can you believe that they've met? Anyway. Mate, they just they got pissed together, you know, and had a good laugh, and and I don't oh. think they told us, and honestly, they did, they didn't tell us till later on, um, <clears throat> but that was one of the things. And then later on, I think one of the other mornings, we're all going out for training, and this is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So we're <laughs> going in the bus. You had to walk past the reception, and as you walk past the reception, there's a little couch, and I, you know, Chris Turner normally slick gel back hair. You know, quite a smart guy. He always, you know, always looked the part. And as we're walking, I'm like, okay, now what's, what's wrong with the gaffer? <laughs> anyway, he's sat there. He's asleep. And this slick back gel there has got no gel on it. And it's it's white. It's absolutely white of it. You know, like fuzzed up because it's got no gel on it. And he's in his boxer shorts and a shirt. So he's asleep <laughs> in his boxers, a shirt. And just like, just out of it. And the lads are walking back. And we didn't have phones. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have, it weren't that kind of thing. So yeah, just like, look at the gaffer. My God, <laughs> in it. We went, we went training. Um, but that trip was, that trip. He said the last night you can go out. So we went, um, 
we went to a club called S Paradis or something like that. And oh, I think Paradiso, I remember Guy yeah. Brand, yeah, yeah, Guy Branston and all the big, big, uh, big hitters were like paying for all the young lads. Um, and then all, all the gaffer said was, "Be on the bus for eight thirty the next morning." Anyway, <clears throat> this was my time to shine. I thought, you know, I'm going to go out and have a good night. Um, so I've gone out. Anyway, I think I stayed out. So I, I didn't have a watch or anything. I just remember the sun coming up. I'm thinking, shit, where am I? Anyway, I must have asked someone. I said, well, mate, it's eight o'clock. I'm in the middle of a beef for somewhere. <clears throat> I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even have any money for a taxi. So I had to borrow some off a random bloke. I said, oh, lend me 20. Yeah, yeah, I had to lend um, 20 euros, whatever it was back then. <clears throat> so I've, I've got a taxi back and they're all on the bus waiting outside the uh, hotel. And they keep going, right, who's not here? And I think it was me, Eckingbottom, and somebody else. And they've gone, right, go to the rooms and get them. And I think one of the lads just went, there's no point, they didn't come home. And Chris turns like, fuck me, what are we doing? Well, so were you on your own at this point then? You were actually on your so- I, I I was out on my own somewhere, yeah. Yeah, I think I was still in a club somewhere or somewhere. And you're telling and you're yeah. telling a stranger, listen, I'm a professional footballer pissed up. I need 20 euro. And he's like, Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, mate. And do you know what the thing is? You don't have you don't you don't yeah, you don't have a phone, you don't have anything, you're just like, mate, can you let me can you let me I need a taxi to get home, mate? I've uh <clears throat> I don't know why they did it as well. I don't know how they did it, but they, they gave me it. Um, so good on them. But I pulled up, and as I pulled up in front of the hotel, they've seen me get out. All the bus has just erupted, just cheering and chanting. <laughs> and I've, I've run past the bus in my jeans and uh, and everything, me, me, me going out here. I've run to my room, got changed, and I've managed to get back on the bus. And all the gaffer did was went, you find 50 quid. And the bus just erupted. Mate, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I actually, every night I got pissed and you get fined 50 yeah, quid for doing it when you're allowed yeah, to. 50 quid. Yeah, 50 quid fine. So, uh, and you were absolutely no, steaming, were you? Uh, mate, I couldn't even see. I don't think, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, to be honest, I don't think anyone could see in that, uh, that, that trip. I was probably one of, you know, probably one of the more steady ones. Um, you've got <clears> to know when you're booking Ibiza, they did it with Malta a few seasons ago. When you're booking Ibiza for a pre season, you know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a, yeah. Why would you book IB for if not? And he's obviously planned it, Turner, because he's out there on first night getting pissed in a nightclub, and that's why no one's allowed out. Yeah. Because he's going out. I think he was very, yeah, I think he was very clever, though, because he just got a brand new squad together. Um, and you know what? As a group of lads and a team, I think, in, in all the best teams I've ever been in, the, the best team bonding is the ones that can go out and have the best nights out. You know, they, they have a laugh. It just it just brings everyone together. So I think I think there was there was a method to his madness. You know, Ibiza obviously <clears throat> it is the party island for whatever it is, but you're a bit out of the way there. Um, and man, I tell you what, what a trip it was. And I mean, unfortunately, Chris Turner got sacked early doors. But I always say this as well: the squad he put together was the many more additions, really. You know, that was added to it by Paul Sturrock. I know there's quite a few lone ones here and there, but the actual nucleus of the squad was what Chris Turner put together. You know, yeah. he had a very, he had a really good eye for a play. You know, Glenn Whelan, uh, Chris Brunt, both come under Chris Turner. Steve um, McLean as well. Yep, yeah, Steve McLean, uh, John Paul McGovern. <clears throat> you know, all these players were Chris Turner's signings. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously said, a beef for a good good trip. Did uh, 
did you always go on night nights out and stuff as well? Did that continue when you were back in Sheffield? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's probably probably the beginning of the end. I think <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday for me. Um, you know, young lads <clears throat> and Sheffield. What a night out! Absolutely, what a night out! I think there was every Saturday night we'd be in Bodger Rev because um, we used to. Um, I used to live with uh, Richard Evans. Um, remember the Richard little Evans. Welsh winger? Oh yeah, Richard yeah, Evans. I remember him. He wasn't very good either. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lived with him for a while. <clears throat> Sorry, what was that? Yeah. You've got a bit. You've got a bit like Dalek again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm no, you're back now, you're back. you're back. The last thing we heard was Richard Evans' little Welsh winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had an apartment um, and it was it was in West Wants. It was right above Vodka Rev. Oh, so, yeah. So, I mean, we never used to go out night before a game. We never used to go out night before a game or anything like that. But you'd look over the balcony on a Friday night and you'd be going, bloody hell, you know. <clears throat> People just, you know, nights out and stuff like that. So living in the city centre of Sheffield probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Especially um, with students but, as well. But yeah, you know, the, the teams, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Chef's such a good night out, or was, you know, we used to love it. So yeah, the nucleus, uh, yeah, I mean, the nucleus of the squad would go out every weekend, really. Who were the main instigators then? I'd probably say, you know, you got Bullen. It's crazy to think now what Bullies. You know, well, I know he's not assistant manager now, but you know, he's he was and he was the manager. But bully, what a guy! Absolute, what a guy! He was, uh, you know, such a laugh. Him, JP, um, you know, me, Proudy. <clears throat> um, and then you get all the loan signings in because obviously they were all staying up. So whoever was on loan, they'd be wanting to go out, and you know, it's, uh, that was uh, it was. Chris Marsden, what a honestly, I mean, he didn't last too long at Chef Wednesday, and I'm absolutely gutted he didn't because he was. I remember him coming from Southampton thinking, Who's this yeah. old man? You know, yeah, he's old, old man. He just looked, you know, <clears throat> yeah, bald dead. He could have been my dad. And uh, when like, you found all the nice guys you'd ever meet, he's just, and he was one of the fittest men you'd ever meet. Yeah, Wednesday fan. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I think he was, he was born in South Yorkshire somewhere. Um, I always remember in one of the training sessions, I had just come, big signing from Southampton. And I've gone to Zingerball, and I think it was freezing cold. I've gone to Zingerball, and I've absolutely shanked it. And it's smacked Chris Marsden square in the head. <laughs> and it's, he's that, he's that that was on. Like he had one of these woolly face down in the mud. And just turned around to me and gone, Lewis, for fuck's sake. And I thought, fuck me, I've killed Chris Marsden. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? It reminds, so, me. It reminds me of Crystal Maze, Imu hosted Crystal Maze. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, he could he loved to drink. He'd never have thought it night, but he could he could drink and he could party. He didn't come out that often, but when he did, wow. <laughs> Quality. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. Uh, then of course. Obviously, you know, you had a few you had, you know, spells in non-league and, and what have you. And, and then you've decided to just you know, move to the other side of the world. How, how did that all come about? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think, you know, I played 
left Wednesday, um, you know, I played in Knox County, went to York, and then I kind of and it was in free form, and I started playing at Gainsborough, and there's a few managers there, and I really enjoyed it. Absolutely, you know, love just playing for a club that that, that wanted you to be there. <clears throat> um, but then I got a call from a mate and said, do you want to, you know, do you fancy coming out to Australia to play? And I'm like, nah, nah, no chance. Don't fancy that or um, anyway, he left it. And then about six months later, he said, mate, why don't you come out? And I thought, you know what? Why not? I'll just come out for six months. You know, I'll come and play this season. So how old were you at this point? I think I was 30. I think I just turned 30. Um, so I was right at the end, you know, coming to the end of your career. Um, and then I came out here and <clears throat> they tell you, they right, we'll get your car and, you know, you'll... Uh, we'll put you up somewhere. So I'm like, oh, that sounds all right. So anyway, they put me up with these other lads, these other players, which is good. Uh, semi-professional club. Anyway, they, uh, they're they like, come to training Tuesday, we've got a car for you. So I'm like, yeah, no worries. Anyway, it gets to work. And honestly, it was this 1999 Mitsubishi Magna. It'd done a thing. <laughs> a, a quarter, yeah, a quarter of a million um, miles on the clock. Mate, it didn't even have a, it didn't even have a CD player. And I remember looking at it and just going, ah, oh, yeah. You know, like when someone buys you a Christmas present and you're like, oh, God, that's awful. And yeah, you've just got yeah. to put that brave smile on your face like, yeah, yeah. cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks. So uh, I had this year, I think I, I think I drove it home and then the next day I went and bought, just bought, bought myself a car, you know, just to, just to run around for a car of that. Right. <laughs> I'm going to conk out. I don't even know how I got home. I don't but... Um, but yes, to come out here, um, and that was like six years ago. And obviously, Never still, still, play, still playing now as well. No, I've just actually, I did. Um, I had a, a really bad knee injury about two, two and a half, three years ago. So I did my ACL, my ACL, and my lateral. So I completely snapped everything, um, and I just gave up. Really, I tried again, and just. It's just too hard, you know. It's um, <clears throat> I still enjoy playing five aside with some of the lads, and uh, you know I enjoy my golf now. But yeah, it's uh, it's it, it, as you get older, just recovering from you know um, coming from injuries is uh, it's too hard. And obviously, I've got to work now as well, so it's you know it's even harder to recover. I'm off about eighteen now. I got the bug last year in COVID. Oh. I was uh, I was shocking, but I'm getting to some point where I can at least hit straight. That's probably what I kind of. <laughs> it's a starting if point. I, if I, mate, if I hit one straight, I'm happy. That's, uh, I'm one of them. Got all the gear, no idea. Yeah. But, so what are you doing now then, Lewis? So I work for Volkswagen now out here. All right. Okay. So that, this, this is funny. I <clears throat> I came out here, uh, so I'm playing for the club, and the club I was playing for was sponsored by Mazda. So. <clears throat> Out in Australia, you've got to have visas and things like that to, to stay in the country. So uh, I think first year that I came, I was top scorer for the club. And they're like, look, we want you to stay till next year. And I was like, right, well, I don't have a visa. So I will tell you what, we'll get you a job. And um, so you can work for the club sponsors and play for um, play for the club. And, we'll, you know, I was like, yeah, okay. Who are they sponsored by? They're like, Mazda. I'm like, Mazda? What, what would I have to do? They're like, oh, well you'd sell cars. I'm like, right. All right. 
So I've never sold cars before in my entire life, bear in mind. <laughs> so I've gone, yeah, do you know what? Sod it. I fancy staying out here for another year. He said, look, we'll give you we'll give you a proper company car, you know. So I have a fairly nice car now. Anyway, I turned up. And uh, anyway, I think I, I think I outsold every other salesperson in the company in the first six months. I just absolutely I didn't know what I was saying, who what I was selling, who I was talking to. I was just like, yeah, 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 these uh, these masters are great, you know. <laughs> Obviously, talking <laughs> shy, typical uh, typical footballer, but um, <clears throat> but nah. So I did that for uh, I did that for a couple of years to get my visa, and it was great. Absolutely loved it. Um, and then I I did quite well, and then uh, Volkswagen I got offered a job at Volkswagen. So I manage um, and I manage a dealership out here, uh, a car dealership. So yeah. Yeah, it's, for coming all day, you know, you get flown all around the country. You, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a car, mate. I'll, uh, I'll sell you one. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. Good stuff. Well, uh, obviously, I will leave it, leave yeah. it there, Louis. Obviously, thanks very much for. Uh, taking yeah, time yeah. to speak to us. Uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure to to talk. Jenna, it's been in there. Ah, mate. <clears throat> I know it took a few weeks to get this all sorted, but but yeah, cheers for uh, cheers for talking yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think um, obviously I've listened to a few. I'll probably uh, I'll I'll get listened to a few more as well. So, <clears throat> have you listened to a few? Have you? Who have you listened to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen to Neil Mellor. Uh, um, listen to is it Darren Purse? Darren Purse, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were you were alright. Yeah, the, the, yeah, press, the yeah. press press one's a good one to listen to. Um, <laughs> is it? I'll yeah, have yeah. a listen to that. I always like to try and listen out to people as well that I kind of know. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, or uh, or no one. Guy yeah. Branston. I listen. I listen to Brano's. Brano got so many stories wrong though. Jesus Christ, honestly. <clears throat> That's funny. funny. We didn't have Branston on. You're <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday week. Him. You're on another one. Yeah, yeah. We've got oh, oh, Guy right. Sorry, sorry, lads. Sorry. No, don't now. be daft. They're having on Guy Branson and James O'Connor, and we're, we're having on Semedo and Mellor, so we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah, good stuff. Nah, nah, it's quality, lads. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll let you know what's going out, on, uh, and you can yeah. share it and, what, and whatnot, and uh, let everyone know. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, awesome, lads. All right. Pleasure, lads. All right. Cheers, All the best. Cheers, Lewis. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. All right. Bye. No problem, mate.